0: haven't done a pod that wasn't a review in a little bit and i think there's status updates that need to be have
1: yes <laughs> need and to general. be have like what need to be have and general just <laughs> pop culture shit talking
0: i'm needing some gremlin energy is essentially the pod equivalent of shit posting
1: yes the new daily mail
0: yeah us. yeah <laughs> so the tides are changing obviously we're leaving spring true and edging into summer
1: I feel like spring kind of just glided through there.
0: Yeah, like surprisingly, like my hay fever wasn't absolutely cooked. You know, usually it's quite an insufferable period of time because I'm sneezing a lot, but yeah, it's been pretty good. So not mad about it. Definitely looking forward to the summertime. It is definitely log off for December energy.
1: I've kind of felt the same thing. It's not that I'm like all about needing a vacay or whatever. What I do appreciate is that everyone else clocks off at the same time. So it's kind of like a forced
0: Yeah, it's a universal truth (laughs) of like no one is looking for you and you're not looking for anybody and you're yes. just living. It's like everyone goes quiet. That's except what for I crave. It's like summer holidays. Like, you know, when you're at school and there was those school holidays and it was summer holidays <laughs> at the end of the year. This is what that feels like. Yeah, school holidays, school holidays.
1: You mean you got four of them a year and one big one.
0: It's crazy that you don't realize it oh, when we were young. We had no idea that in the future you
1: really would. That we would become freelancers and have the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like so if you <laughs>
0: were, let's say we were, not let's, we let's say we were working times yes, you would realize that like you, go... you don't get to school holidays anymore yeah
1: and you go back to quote-unquote school on like the 4th of january or some shit
0: like you could have appreciated it more if you had known that in the future one day those would be taken away from you i think about this a lot with nap time in kindergarten and preschool <laughs> the forced nap in the afternoon there's little things that like, it, retrospectively you can appreciate but like you could never tell that to a child or a teenager because they wouldn't believe you
1: i feel like i hated napping when i was Age, I, I don't
0: like even I, think you love napping now. I love a nap, like, like you know, I don't nap- like a full night of sleep. You get a full seven to eight hours, that's why I
1: like napping, I like falling into a nap. I don't, not
0: scheduled s- napping, no, no
1: find that to be that gives you anxiety
0: I don't know I just feel like after lunch or like any like somewhere in the afternoon I completely lose all motivation siesta yeah siesta like a siesta yeah
1: so you're saying you want to go live in Spain
0: I didn't say that but we are going to Mexico next year so maybe (laughs) I'll start to integrate it into my lifestyle yeah some updates from me this is a big one actually it doesn't seem like much but I recently was like that's it I'm fucking dying my hair black like my hair is black right but I've always had these little like colorful little bits. Yes. Like you know, like a salamander axolotl is axolotl. what you're know, trying to think of. Or my friend Leo once told me that I look like one of the penguins from Happy Feet. I'd gone through all the colours. Like I'd gone through Good Day Young and Manic Panic, did the pink, did the red, did the orange, did the green, and it was just getting to a point where I was like feeling nothing. Your
1: human pride flag. <laughs>
0: taste the rainbow i don't know i was just getting to that point where i was like oh i'm not even feeling any joy from these different colors it was becoming too much work to like upkeep it similar to getting your nails done it's like that first week when your hair's just done and you're like i look fresh Gets to the second week and it's like less fresh and then by third week it's kind of looking dusty but you're holding on and you can't be bothered or you don't want to commit to anything yet and then by fourth week it's like gone so far that it's awful mm-hmm. and also with colors like you have to like inject that dye like every week
1: injects a bit of a
0: hectic cream. yeah well that's what's going on really? so so, yeah it was just becoming too much work and I was like I don't know if it's too normcore for me to just have black hair and I think I always have this slight paranoia that I'm just going to look basic and then I forget that I have tattoos and piercings currently have tooth gems. like I look intense and now that I've dyed my hair black it's so black as well it's not even just like a natural black it's like jet black
1: I feel like it's very suitable for the Paramore concert to go yeah. jet black because you're going to be in a sea of
0: colored hair. hair
1: you've made a good anti-authority decision yeah
0: and I do think like there's a standard Look that I've always had, which is the jet black hair with the red lips, and I found that with these opposing colors, like as an example, having pink hair, you can do the red with the pink, but then when it's got those purple tones, I don't know. It was just like getting too much, and also it completely affects how I dress. I'm just gonna flag it now because this was a annoying situation. But Billie Eilish had the green roots in her hair, right, and that was like the Billie look, even though it was like derivative of a Gerard Way look back in the day. That became the Billie look, and obviously she's like hit that mainstream, so you know. I'd always get those comments about the Billie Eilish hair and then you know she went blonde did the other things and it kind of died down and I had the green I felt comfortable and then after a while I was like you know what I need to change and also I don't want to bring up the Billie thing and then you know I went to the pink and then finally decided on the red I think red out of all the colors suits me best and I forgot that red is the worst color ever to actually keep in your hair it just bleeds on everything and also that my sister was like <laughs> I don't know if you've remembered but Billy actually dyed her hair red with the red roots and that just sent me and I was like, I actually fucking can't deal with this anymore. I've already left Essendon football club. I'm already considering like making a switch from the Bulls. Like I don't need this. It's just all too much. My identity is like getting lost in these hair colors. Yeah. And You had a good run. I had a good run and I'm like, you know what? I'm not mad about having long black hair and being able to wear my lipstick comfortably and wear colorful eyeshadow and do other things.
1: I'm also having hair, not issues, but just like, craving i don't even know what i'm craving something different but i don't want to like go completely away from what i'm used to
0: i think having the little blonde melon streak is a look for you i mean you've always been known to have that hair i've said this to you a lot like don't do that thing where you shave it and then start putting colors in it because like we're so post frank ocean now like it's kind of been done you don't want to be one of those like
1: so even though I want to change it dramatically, it's, I think what I'm yearning for is just a slight change in how it's cut. You see certain actors who are just cutting it in a certain way and you're like, oh, it looks so nice.
0: I think the other thing that no one realizes when you do look at celebrities and like think about how they always just look so great is you're not as financially equipped as a celebrity and you don't have the resources or the time to just like go get your hair cut consistently. It's like when you decide to cut a mullet or have a fringe, yeah. you don't realize that like now you're committing to a haircut Cut like every few weeks. No one wants to actually have to do that. and yeah, like, What
1: is the most sustainable haircut? To that's get the thing. As a, and as a layman,
0: and that's for me at the moment. I'm trying to grow out these layers, and I'm just trying to like have something that is sustainable because I don't personally love having to upkeep, and it's just too much work for me. Like I'd rather just blow dry if I had to. You know, we're making changes. I also am thinking about the fact that it is summer. We will be going to Byron. There will be a trip to Sydney. There is going to be beach time.
1: There will be a trip to Sydney.
0: Well, it's all up for debate.
1: I feel like you're a bit Sydney'd out. By the I
0: am time. a little bit Sydney'd out. I but said this you, in the last
1: pod. I was talking to Tom about this and he was like, test cricket talk is on the cards. And he was like, you know, I might pop out of the office one of the days and catch the Arvo session. And I was like, that's like the Sydney dream. It's giving like young Murdoch energy. You
0: know? <laughs> young Republican. Sorry. No, young liberal. Like
1: you pop out with the linen shirt.
0: The yeah, it's a. Book. you know what it is? It's client liaison, Bob Hawke. Exactly.
1: Like 90s Australiana, like pop out, the air. Wafting through the air Little tinny Maybe even go for a swim before Then you head down to the cricket In the sunshine Beers No worries in the world No
0: fucking worries
1: And then you head to like The fucking dolphin And you do your thing there I think Sydney's calling Sydney's calling for at least New Year's Eve, I think.
0: You know, I was Sydney'd out after South by the Arias after parties. I was saying that I don't know what I'm doing there. And then I'm like, am I trying to party? Maybe I don't even want to party. Like, I think I'm more interested right now in like relaxation. So like beach time to me is appealing. The idea of going to Sydney and going to like Bronte Beach, that is appealing That's to me. That's what I want to do. But like getting messy in Sydney, I'm kind of just like, oh, like if I fucking look at the Lansdowne down or the upper one more time, this side of the year i'm done like i cannot go there
1: i don't want to go to any of these venues so i don't want to go to any venues Sydney, i would like eyes, to go
0: outside
1: my, my eyes are on you let's see if we yeah let's, like, let's we do the
0: it. fucking bondi to bronchi look out, or the,
1: walk. look out for the opera house shot you know
0: yeah like keep me near the water I mean I think I'm also very very overdue for a Byron visit like it's been a while I didn't come with you the last time yeah, you were up there true. like we spent so much time in Byron last year and there's a wholesomeness that I feel being near that much water and just like nature that I think I'm just yearning for at the moment like I have been walking and we've got Mary Creek and Princess Park and Edinburgh Gardens and stuff and that's all <laughs> cute but like I think I need a forest.
1: Even though I've warmed to Mary Creek. <laughs> it's not, not alright
0: here comes the controversy it doesn't
1: come as like it's not a good body of water it rivers
0: has, and creeks are not the same as the ocean
1: creeks are giving murderous vibes let's be honest well, I, creeks are giving stash the body it's never gonna win the PR battle against the ocean
0: you know? yeah yeah like no, and sea. this is the thing as someone that grew up in the deep suburbs I've been very familiar with there's only two bodies of water <laughs> in the deep suburbs a bath no not even a bath because what house still has a bath no it's these kind of river creeks <laughs> slash Drains adjacent that kind of body of water, and then like a man-made lake. Oh, actually, I forgot one other body of water, a which is an indoor pool. Yeah, the giant slide. Yeah, actually. and the families are peeing in the water, <laughs> and that is not what I'm seeking. So I need to get away from that. Yeah,
1: bodies of water. There's definitely a hierarchy, and I would say the ocean sits probably at the top. Ponds can sit near the bottom as well. That's like we went to the Echo Park.
0: Oh God, no! That fucking place. If we're gonna go there, what was that? That body of water. I think it's a lake. Like, That's a lake. That was a terrifying Dude, experience. Were they ducks? What were those scary they were huge, large like, animals? Geese, ducks, they were geese and they were everywhere. chase and they were chasing people.
1: Dude, every time I hear an interview with someone who's like in our world, they're like, Yeah, I live in Echo Park. And I'm like, why? Like, I mean, I guess it's probably second to Silver Lake in like hipster cred, but it's probably the same thing as Merry Creek, where it's like a lot of it is kind of shitty, but like there's probably like nice foliage or some shit. It's probably a park that I haven't seen.
0: Honestly. No, I don't know.
1: So I was like this is I mean America is
0: kind of cursed so what it is all about what you're used to right that particular getting chased by geese moment was fucking freaky and I don't need to do that again like just take me to Silver Lake and let me just like do the stroll back and forth that's good enough for me you know it's kind of that thing where you're like even in LA you're like oh Venice Beach and Santa Monica like there's a romanticism around it but if you actually compare the beach itself to like a Byron Beach does not compare it's like that time we went to that beach what was it the one? where they film the OC. The water was so
1: fucked yeah. that I remember Joe
0: and Bronte Shouldn't went in we there. swim as well. Yeah, Joe and Bronte and they came running out because they were like a plastic it's bag. It was near a jetty. And yeah. And the, are also like. I just remember they came out rubbish, with a plastic rubbish. bag attached to their leg Ooh. and that's never a Yuck. good vibe.
1: We are very lucky in this country to have the beaches are universally great. Like Sydney's beaches, Byron's beaches. To the be Diamond fair, Melbourne
0: has great beaches, but you've just got to drive down. They're far away.
1: Yeah, they're okay. They're pretty good.
0: If you start going down the andringham line or towards frankston line yeah. and beyond like the that beach was pretty is nice. good but again it's like a different type of beach
1: yeah i mean we're gonna go to mexico next year we've already been there once to like tourist city cancun, cancun.
0: off, season, off it was, season
1: it was nice it was pretty like beautiful and then you had boracay which was like in the philippines which was
0: you haven't gone to like the other kind of islands nice. though like where puerto Princesa and stuff is that was crazy like australian beaches are elite
1: because we haven't yet sort of reached that point where hustlers can get on the beach because the beach experience a big part of it is like it's like the one place in the world aside from like the outback or like the mountains that like no one should be like bothering you i, I think swear. what we're
0: talking about is tourism when yeah we think about like the white lotus or like hawaii it's somewhere i want to go and i will go yeah At some point, but there's a commercialization of Of the beach. Like even going to Bali, beautiful beaches. But even in somewhere like Changu, that isn't as like popularized. I mean, it is becoming more touristy there, but like not so much as other places in Bali. It's like even there, you're getting hustle on the beach, and it'll be the same in Mexico as well. You know, and I understand because people need to make a living and all of that side of things. But like, it's kind of that thing when tourism increases, so does everything else. I am excited to go to Mexico, not just for the beach though. Like mm. I don't love just like a beach holiday where you just lie on the beach 24-7. But currently at the moment, a week on a beach is not a bad thing.
1: A week in a space where it's summertime and everyone's logged off. And then it happens to be in a nice area to
0: me. Yeah, like. I right now would happily lounge under the rocks at Bronte Beach, or even just sit on the beach at Telos. You know, like that's yeah. kind of where I'm at at the moment.
1: Yeah, everything in moderation. I don't need to be at the beach for too long. You
0: yeah, know, really. getting off the screens. You know, not having to be in like a dingy bar. Like I'm, I mean, I'm kind keen of, down for that right now. I'm pretty
1: keen to party. Keen to go to Meredith and see. I
0: am keen to go to Meredith stay up because till
1: seven a.m. and do that. Dubbing. I'm
0: definitely keen to go to Meredith. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's not that I don't want to party, but like Meredith this is different because you get the best of both worlds like that's a festival and it's camping so it's like you're getting the outdoors time like I can also go to parts within the sup that are like not interacting with people like I'm not at the bar like we work the bars so it's like I love being a bartender
1: what have you learned from being a part-time bartender at the festival we did it last year and it's a pretty good deal we've like. been
0: doing for a few years now you
1: get a free ticket I just feel like that type of work it's sort of like the same feeling as like when you get to use your hands like when you you get to, like, you know, build an arc or something.
0: I love being a bartender. Like, yeah. outside of Meredith, I also Why? do casual bartending at events and things because I genuinely love the experience. Because like, don't you think when
1: you did it for necessity back in the day or whatever, like, I don't know if you did bartending, but any job that was, like... No, out.
0: I think what I like is the interchanging bars, though. Like, yeah. I love a new environment. So, like, mm. working casually in, like, bartending is great because you never know where you're going to be next, and it is your choice to like pick up shifts or not. I love the idea of going to new places, dealing with new clientele, that kind of thing. Versus, you know, back in the day, working in bars it was like, it's the same bar every time. Yeah. There's the politics of like whatever dramas are going on. Mm you know, it's a bit incestuous. Like it's just way too hectic. I I like being a drifter, you know, like I love coming in for the day and making the place yours for that amount of hours and then never thinking about it again until I'm called in to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I just love that idea of actually being able to completely fixate on the moment and completely present and then completely log off.
1: Work incestuousness is just like, it's great when you're that age, I guess. I just remember being quite cringe and it's just unnecessary stress. And I feel like everyone's gone through that. At some job.
0: Like, I had my time in that environment. Like, I've worked retail, I've worked Hospo, like, I've worked in clubs and stuff. Like, I don't even think it's about being an age. I think you have to just be in that headspace. Like, I find those kind of environments really great when you're searching for something, when you're searching for community, or you're searching for new friends, or you're searching escapism or romance, whatever it is. Like, it serves a purpose. That's not the purpose I'm trying to serve now when I say that I love bartending. Like, I mean, I think a big part of me loving bartending is I don't drink anymore that really has changed my ability to like work behind a bar because I don't feel tempted by being around it I'm not also behind a bar where I'm sloppy you're not supposed to do that but everyone does I actually don't have any prejudice against people drinking I'm obviously getting energy from other people having fun and getting to be that person that they talk to or that like facilitates the fun in the way that like it's very transactional but as someone that loves to observe other people and do things like pot about it later I love just like watching people just be the most primal version of themselves working at the football at the bar. Like that was such a great experience for me. Having a new POV on like the sport. And then similarly, like having worked at festivals in the past, or like we said about Meredith, like I love working the bar at Meredith because one, it gives me a break from like the partying. You know, you've got to pace yourself out. It is three days and two nights. Like there's only so much I have to give. And sometimes I just like need to tap out moment. And it's a good way for me to like not be tapping out and like being with my thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's like a way to channel your energy into something else.
0: Yeah, and also some restraint. Like I don't get too messy because I know I have to work. I find a lot of purpose in like working in a bar or like a festival or an environment whatever it is it's almost like this little universe and we talked about this when we went to the tennis and all the different festivals we've been to like you can lose yourself in that I don't even want to say lose yourself at the moment I don't even know why I started going into like eight mile territory for that day or that moment in time this is your domain and you're like king of yeah. the castle vibes I said castle which is weird because I normally say castle
1: see it's made up it isn't made up when I was at Splendor I had the same feeling I was just walking around and I was like it's kind of trippy and also not at the same time like if you just snap out of it you just like it's just a constructed event but when you really think about it three days of the whole year this whole fake especially like a festival like splendor kind of like that walk around energy where there's different stages and stuff it's kind of like what you imagine like a year old-y, like country western town would be like I feel like that's how they always kind of feel there's market stalls and there's like dirt road and then all that's missing is like the click clack of like a horse and like a saloon door being over you know what I mean and I feel like you're kind of in this dusty it reminds me of Back to the Future when he like arrives yeah. in the cowboy days and then usually everyone's like losing their mind
0: almost like so... a town fair what was the one that used to go to over New York
1: Woodford Woodford Commune With... yeah sort of yeah it's really interesting it's a
0: fantasy and I think it's similar to the whole Disneyland model like I love going to theme parks because for that moment in time It'll nothing happen. else exists yeah
1: that's like true escapism
0: yeah and I think that about Meredith like they do a really great job at providing that escapism. But, you know, like I said, sometimes I just need to like like sitting all on,
1: up. If you haven't been to Meredith, it's like one stage on a big amphitheater, basically on a hill. And then mm. there's one stage and then everyone basically drives from Melbourne or like the rural surrounding area. That's also funny because you have a clash of like complete Bogan tradie types and then like pretentious inner city lefties. And then also- I
0: wouldn't even say it's like, Bogan tradies are like suburban to me. I would say it's like farmer, you know, small town farmer. You know what I think it does with, really well it's like the city country divide it's a very like i don't want to say melting pot but i'm saying it but like it is a melting it pot is of,
1: <laughs> of white culture
0: <laughs> no i not- It's a
1: melting pot of white
0: but, like, I think it's very Australian. Like, it just, it gives me a better perspective of, like...
1: Yeah, Big gum nut baby energy. You
0: know, I obviously have a fascination with, like, country, rural, particularly, obviously, through America. Like, I just find the divide there is so strong that it's very fascinating to me. But I always forget that we have that in Australia as well. Yeah. You just don't think about it because it's so close to home. That It's like that thing where you, like, live so close to school that you end up just, like, being late all the time or you live too close to work you're late all the time. Country Australia is so close that you just... Fig- get you were busy watching the news about like how crazy things are in america and you're like it's just as crazy here we have just as much polarizing yeah, just less divide
1: gun, less guns plate.
0: i would say mentally
1: that's like when you saw that pauline hansen billboard
0: i was driving out towards frankston or something and i was just like, and you're
1: like this is so random is to see targeted
0: yeah and then you saw all the clive palmer billboards and you're like oh yes like there is another world that is forgotten yeah and i'm currently like writing about that as well like you know i'm still writing this book I'm on version three now because it just keeps evolving with me. You can smash out a draft, but for me to actually finish this and moving into the next one, it's gonna take a while because it's getting better as I go. But very much researching and investigating this divide at the moment. And it's like quite interesting, like looking historically and just like understanding like the politics of it all and the economics of it all. I think that there is like a classism that is really fascinating. But I do like and enjoy when there are these moments, like I'm saying with Meredith, where for a moment in time, for Those three days, you don't have to think about that you can coexist.
1: actually one thing related to that we now live in a better beer society better beer is the new furphy i would say even the new great northern it's the town that i see empty especially at Meredith. fired so, unemployed if you don't know that's their beer
0: i would today. say that it's not the new great northern because working at other big events great northern is still the yeah. biggest i'd say it's the price point and in terms of like the scale of which it reaches
1: yeah they're just they're like in everywhere yeah
0: they're everywhere whereas yeah. i would say better beer is like hitting a version of that the, coming in hot. the son of the great northern drinker yes yeah. is asking daddy to buy him the yeah. better beer instead to,
1: to drink a seltzer beer which is what it
0: is yeah what i'm seeing as well on the side of that is barry is starting to uptake as well
1: well that's what i want to bring up so not barry but hard solo has now legally been told by the feds that they wow. can't be called hard solo anymore
0: what are they called now
1: so hard solo is going to be forcibly rebranded to hard rated which is not bad but it doesn't I'm not
0: gonna lie though that sounds even more
1: suspicious if they use the same solid branding and just go hard rated it's now getting into like it sounds pretty intense
0: that sounds like a porn hub it's probably gonna do well because people are curious and they're like oh it's illegal so this is what it
1: says the alcoholic drink hard solid would change its name to hard rated after Australia's beverages advertising code regulator found the brand would have a strong or evident appeal to my
0: did you find this information on Gruen and Transfer? <laughs>
1: it's actually on the Guardian and now that I'm looking it's on Pebble sneakers it's pretty appropriate but I just think that's so funny like some young agency dude would have been stoked when he pitched hard solo like two years ago then it comes in hot if I was a drinker I'd drink this like it looks mm. appealing but now it's like nah can't have it
0: I feel like it has a lot of potential though seeing how people were responding to Suntory entering the market I've noticed this as well maybe I'm just making assumptions here and trying to draw conclusions if you call back to like younger drinkers RTDs smirnoffs west coast coolers passion pop lemon ruskies like all that shit there was like a sweetness to it and then like you know you mature and then you get into like a more hard liquor you get into wine beer etc and now i'm seeing this swing back to like people wanting that sweetness Mm. and i wonder if there was some kind of venn diagram slash like chart that we could map against each other i wonder if it's because they pair well with vapes whereas a Siggy pairs well with a hard liquor a beer or a wine yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like is this a trend that we're seeing like i'm going to start noticing this actually i'm going to be paying attention to barry drinkers paying attention to better beer drinkers and see if they are holding a rock vape because i do feel like there is some kind of unity in its yeah, flavors for sure.
1: people who want to drink low carb low sugar drinks also want a vape they want nothing in their bodies
0: yeah and that's what i'm kind of seeing like i wouldn't say it's like a health trend but it's a health adjacent trend yeah you know you like to keep keep a clean lifestyle, but like you've got your little cheeky drink, your cheeky vape, et cetera. So it's interesting. I mean, I did see that Barry, Baslenka posted a Barry billboard and it said absolutely with the Barry in the middle. And I don't know if it was a direct Tim Eric reference, no, I don't think it was. Once but
1: again, another thing that he's probably never, it's not even into his sphere. Like but this t- is what I mean. Tim it's and like, Eric is so weird.
0: That's the first thing I thought. And I don't know if it's some other kind of in joke, but I'm like, absolutely. The only difference was it didn't say apso, it said apsa. But I'm like, apsa, space, lootly. Well, for me,
1: it's like, Tim and Eric. For me, it's more in the world of like, absolutely, fucking lootly, which is what a footy player would say. Yeah,
0: like, apsa, Barry, lootly.
1: Yeah, it's like, exactly. Like, the swear is like, the Barry is replaced the fuck, which
0: yeah it's the bleep I'm so fucking
1: lonely it's pretty funny yeah
0: I, I don't know I just saw it and I was like I just don't even know if Bazlenka gets the reference or if he's like way more with it than we perceive I kind of want to give him the credit but like is it real know. that was
1: a real billboard
0: well here's the thing we don't know or is it a mock-up it's like the 100 gex billboards do any of them exist
1: yeah good point I have two Harry Styles related topics. Oh God. All right. Well, not really. Are you going to
0: talk about chibi?
1: Yes. So there's two, they're adjacent. We'll start with the quick one, which is Harry Styles shaved his head into a buzz card. Yeah,
0: I don't know how I feel about it. Have you seen the pic? This is what we talked about just before about you changing your hair. It's like if you're a hair guy and then you're not a hair guy, I'm like, there's two different types of guys. And I don't think that he's a not hair guy. I like him with a little terrible look, but girls and the gays would say otherwise.
1: Have you seen the pic of his buzz?
0: Yeah. I I don't know. I'm just not feeling it because I feel like it's a statement to have a buzz cut. Like you kind of have to come at the buzz cut with the BDE. Like you need to be like Channing Tatum, like swag. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you need to have the energy to go with it. And he's just like the goodest boy. I don't know. You're not David Beckham. You know what I mean? Right, it's like your Romeo. He's Beckham. pretty fit, though.
1: I saw it it's up.
0: not about being fit; it's about the swag.
1: But I think a buzz suits a fit-looking guy because it becomes this kind of one big like svelte thing, you know. You just like your smooth and fit vibe. And I think the yeah, buzz... like
0: an athlete. Like I said, David Beckham. Like I think of a soccer player, and I'm like shaved head makes sense.
1: He will have to go through the awkward growth period when he does decide to bring it back. That's the other thing. So he it's can wear a be... wig.
0: Can wear a hat. <laughs>
1: Will, he could go he do- will wear many hats. Yeah,
0: he, sure. he literally could do a Kwai if he needs to grow that hair out. It's fine.
1: But I think the buzz I mean, it's always the thing that a pop star does. Dua has red hair now for the new campaign. He's got a buzz and he then launched his like new perfume. So there's something about the buzz. I feel like it's quite cozy. You know, you chuck on a sweater, just don't worry about your hair anymore. Maybe chuck, this is the chuck thing, chuck thing that we talked about.
0: No, we're talking about it again. Here's the thing. And I learned this when I had a bob cut, when I was going through an existential crisis, when we first moved to Sydney, you think, Oh, I'll just cut it into a bob. And then I don't need to think about it. No, actually you need to upkeep a bob way more than you have to upkeep long hair because, you need to get it cut to keep it fresh like once a month
1: yeah
0: maybe more depending how your hair grows buzz cut needs to be constantly faded and it constantly needs to be buzzed or you look like a little hedgehog and it's not good. Like, and there's that awkward phase of like, if you ever want to grow it out, like we said, I mean, again, Harry Styles has the team around him. He has the finances to be able to upkeep this, but it's a commitment.
1: And then there's the inevitable blonde bleach yeah. buzz. They Harry do. Styles is just a
0: little bit late all the time. And I feel like this is literally a move that has been made off the back of the success of the Beckham docker. And then his team has been like, we're seeing the metrics on the Beckham docker. We want to ignite your like UK fandom. Let's just like get you a shaved head. I think that that's like a marketing strategy.
1: No, nah, I don't see it that way. I see it that way. I see it as something he's like, he wants a new era.
0: I don't know, man, because it's like Harry Styles wearing pseudo Elton John Prince looks trying to do David Bowie and then all of a sudden he's wearing jorts and sambas. Like now he's doing the shaved head again. He's just late to everything because he's a puppet.
1: For someone who has like access to everything, his stage fits unitard. I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to wear clothes that look good when they hung up in a museum and I'm like, I get it. You have like a showgirl's glimmery thing on and that's going to be like yeah you want to have the. Harry
0: but that's what I'm saying where I feel like he's such a mannequin he's such a puppet in the way that I don't you personally hate Harry Styles no I don't hate him but like you're not into Harry Styles I loved Harry Styles in One Direction he was my favourite out of the One Direction boys mm, but the problem think... at the moment is that he seems so lost it feels like an artist that he's getting pushed around by his team that is like trying to find himself and is like too fucking famous you know like the best thing I can do as someone that is like receiving this information is disengage i'm forced into conversation about it but like i don't go around shit talking harry styles because i actually like him i can't wait for him to like pull through this but currently he seems very lost that's just where he's at right now like i don't think harry styles what? has reached a point in his career where i'm like this is that moment for you even musically I ha- he has not released a body of work where i'm like you know there was a few songs when he first went solo like sign of the times great song but i didn't feel it like if i was an australian idol judge or the voice judge I wouldn't turn my chair around you know when they always say like a dicker would be like I didn't feel it. Or you just want to singing from soul. Like you've got a great voice, but like, what did, what did it mean? It's the storytelling. I'm like, what is your fucking story? Who are you? You're a tough critic, man. I'm a tough critic in the way that I'm like, I listen to like emo music. I listen to fucking Ethel Kane. Like, tell me something. Like, this is just the problem with pop music when it's trying to go deep. I think sometimes when it doesn't know how to go deep, it gets loud. And that's what those costumes are. It's like, I don't know how to edge down, so I'm just going to, like, make a lot of noise. But I don't know. I just don't think he's hitting the mark on anything right now. What do
1: you make of Jack Harlow's mullet?
0: I like it, but he's looking a little poor Mezcal. He looks like Bizarro poor Mezcal at the moment. Mm. Yeah, dude, same haircut. Not- he's doing the looks as well in that new video. He's literally, like, trying to wear these particular type of fits. I don't know. I'm putting them in the same white boy bucket. I mean, Obviously, different swag, but, like, that's a haircut.
1: I would say the current It boys would be Jacob Elordi, who has a pretty famous-ish haircut, Paul Mescal, and then Jeremy Allen White. They're the three that I would say like the zeitgeist and they're all, you know, of course, the goodest white boys.
0: Well, if we're going to put another one in there, someone that I'm tracking and I think is also having a moment, but in a slightly more indie way is Harris Dickinson. So obviously he's in that movie with Jeremy Allen White. I think he's in another film with Jacob Elordi, but he actually, as someone who has shaved his head recently, he's pulling that look off.
1: Is he the one who's going to be? Who's the one who's going to be in the movie with um, Nicole Kidman. Yeah,
0: the baby uh, girl. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he's,
1: he, he's got like the Channing Tatum vibe. That's
0: what I mean. He's got the swag. So he was in Where the Crawdads Sing and he played more of a jock type of character. He had hair in that. He shaved it to do a queer role. I can't remember in an indie. And I'm going to call it right now because I didn't realize he was British. And now that I know he's British, I'm like, all right, well, this has opened up the pit for like where I see him as an actor. There's something about the British, I think, because they come from like a theater type of background versus like Hollywood. They can go Hollywood and they can also go very Indian. I think Jacob Elordi, obviously being from Australia, is kind of taking this path at the moment. But Harris Dickinson, he's giving me like Ewan McGregor vibes. Like I'm seeing him as he is at the moment and I'm kind of looking at train spotting and I'm like it's going to take one role for you that's to a, have that cult status
1: the other Harry Styles related thing which is not to do with him but the Melbourne cafe that he was basically let's be honest he put this cafe on the map yeah. just by going there like to be fair he like just went there
0: he was tapped there
1: yeah like he just went there as a guy got a coffee and then someone like took a sneak picture of him and you know not gonna lie that's how I heard about it and then I was like alright let's go there I went there well, it's
0: funny because we went there like I've been past it that many times yeah. I have thought about going inside
1: like went there with my mom. if you look at it from afar like on Instagram you're like oh it's like this Japanese cafe like which is quite rare like you don't see Japanese cafes as much usually it's a restaurant or like a sushi place or whatever but this is like a cafe with like a homewares thing attached to it and
0: also like curated fashion
1: yeah and we got the sort of famous plate there's like rice with salmon and what are they called like the breakfast the Japanese yeah, breakfast yeah. it's got all the little portions and it was all right it wasn't it was definitely was not as good as
0: i thought. no no. i'm just gonna call it like i think the place is really cute everything about the place is very quaint it actually reminds me a lot of places in byron like those kind of standalone places in byron you know when you go up to like Bangalore, you know that bit where the cafe is and then there's like those little stores those kind of homeware elevated white linen clothing and white sneakers type of stores it reminds me of that yeah and it kind of even has like an edge, like a doma in Federal. Yeah, it's a
1: Japanese cafe. But yeah. People that we know or like that are in our vicinity or just people we follow have been there and like love it. They like rave about it. And then we go there and I'm like, the food, unfortunately, looks great, but it just it was bland.
0: Yeah. Like, bland I don't food. know what other dishes, but the, we got the same dish and it was lacking salt. I think there was like not enough seasoning yeah. going on for me.
1: Well, you could have glazed the salmon with some like soy and miso and like really just jacked up the flavor. But I think they went for that kind of I think they were going soft. for
0: minimalism
1: yeah like soft food it's like nothing too much and yeah like, like
0: inoffensive you can still be salty I think that for the price that it was yeah it was like 26 for yeah that like plate or something. Quite, a, a small lot. amount of food for a high ticket item Also, well, you know what? the hype around it kind Look, of yeah yeah is where the this critique the thing, comes it's from it's not
1: like he went there to like blow it up it's not like he even co-signed it I think he literally got a coffee and it was gone but obviously you see Harry Styles in this like Melbourne cafe it's going to attract everyone so anyway it's obviously attracted all of the 1D stands and Harry Styles stands in Melbourne they must have had a booming business for the last year and a half Mm. and now they've banned photos or videos when you're inside there they've banned it I feel like they're pretty pure if you go in you're like oh this is pretty like traditional and also
0: like serene like it's got a serenity in there that like maybe vloggers and tiktokers doing dances and freaking out like making all these loud reviews and stuff are probably oh, really man. annoying.
1: You know, are those like vlogs with the voiceover.
0: Yeah, like those would be happening and disrupting the serene vibes. Yeah.
1: The interesting part is that there's a cafe like taking a stand like that.
0: Well, it actually is a quite a power move because if you think about like a luxury store, it's kind of like don't take photos or if you go into supply and they're like no photos. Mm. I always call back to being in Italy and going to the diesel store as the new line dropped and they're like no photos. Yeah. I think that it kind of gives like an air of elitism and almost like that idea of you know holding the line outside the club to make it look busy it's that vibe of like it's quite proper in here like I think it sends a message and it'll probably make people want to go there even more because now you can't even just like see it through a POV of someone's social media like you actually have to go there to experience it
1: I guess they won't lose business they'll just lose people making content in there but people will still be like curious to go see where Harry Styles got coffee once
0: yeah like you'll never be able to pull that article down you know what I mean like they will never be able to pull the right-wing media article
1: down. If you want to go to where else Harry Styles went, he probably went to Gimlet. That's
0: yeah, good cool. luck getting a booking. Um, you
1: know, he probably got room service at the Grand Hyatt. So I don't go. think he was staying at the Grand Hyatt. Where do you think you stayed?
0: I think that a strong move would be to put people into their own like penthouse Airbnbs. I guess also they probably need the security of a hotel though. If I was a touring artist, I would want to stay somewhere more modern. I'd be like, I want to be in a nice room in the QT. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I don't love old hotels. I used to do these things called practice vacays. So me and Maribel and Jay would like book these hotels. You know, it's a very suburban thing to like get a room at Crown, but like I'd do it at like the Stanford or was Grand that, Hyatt. That just
1: a staycation?
0: Kind of a staycation because I just
1: want to go use the pool. You were there before it was called staycation. Yeah,
0: like I basically would just do this where I'd sometimes just book it for like a weekend to just not even to go out or anything. It was just yeah. like, I just want to go there where fresh, someone else... Fresh linen. Yeah, fresh sheets. I get to watch TV. I get to order room service. Different I get to use shower. the pool. get to wander out into the city, do whatever I want. Yeah. And no one's bothering me. And like, that's something I used to do. Like I always talk about the pillows in hotels.
1: Interesting concept.
0: Yeah. And I feel like I've never there. loved those kind of older hotels. You
1: should just do that and steal a pillow because you want a new
0: pillow. I'm not going to lie. I've actually done that. (laughs) I can't remember which hotel it was. I did. It was a very long time ago. Don't send the cops or anything. I can't remember if it was like in that time I was running events unnamed client events. Maybe Dripsy was there. It could have been at Adelaide Hotel. Maybe it was in Sydney. I just remember being like, I love this pillow. I'm going to sneak it out through my suitcase and I got it out. And I don't know what happened to the pillow, but I do remember I've done this before.
1: I think it's fair. Like if you find the pillow and it's a hotel, if it's the one, you can't not take it. When you find like the thing... Whether it's like the brand of peanut butter or like the fry pan or whatever, you got to take it. You got to just do it. You got to risk it all. Yeah. I mean, you could also just look at the brand off the pillow, but that's, you know, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. You also just got to take fate in your own hands, which you did.
0: I mean, look, there are risks. Like, it's going to be kind of hard to explain how this pillow accidentally fell into your bag. I mean, maybe this is just, like, such a ethnic mum thing to do. Like, Filipino auntie move. But, like, you know, it's like taking the silverware. Through. From where? You know, like, that's the meme where it's, like, you're just putting, like, silverware in your handbag at oh, hotels or restaurants or whatever. I thought you took <laughs> No, I didn't I- actually do it.
1: No, literally, when you said silverware, I thought of... The AFL Grand Final Trophy.
0: Okay, well Cause, no. Because they
1: always refer to that as like taking <laughs> home the silverware or like taking home like the medal at the Olympics. No, you I mean didn't. Actual not... silverware. Yeah, no, actual silverware. Isn't that what people used to do in share houses? Like that's like the classic sharehouse move where you come home and it's like one of those like pint glasses with the little like hump on the side, you know, the ones.
0: No, nah, the classic share house, this is like the bleak part of sharehouse life, but when you worked in any kind of office, let's just call it the call center, because that's usually where it's happening. Yeah. Or uni, you know. You know in the toilets where they didn't have the locked you know sometimes they have those locked toilet roll holders there's like three in there they're locked in yeah. for the extras and they drop down or whatever they wouldn't lock them people have so much trust now but like there was a time where if you left a toilet roll unlocked that would get stolen and taken home to the share house and you're of just course. smuggling them home and they, or you'd be like that, waiting like, for a half roll and you'd like pull it out of there and you'd have a lot of these little half rolls in the share house but what
1: about who gives a crap like individually packaging each roll now but so that's what like- i was
0: saying about the trust I see those in these cafes in the inner north maybe and the west. they swiped so regularly. Yeah. Like they just put them out for display and I'm like, I'm not doing it, but a different me would. Yeah, yeah. You would hope that maybe times have changed and people aren't pulling nah, this move. People mood. are
1: definitely swiping. If you see someone take their tote bag to the bathroom, like it's on. Like that. Is the, that... <laughs>
0: well, the thing is I do that because I'm like, I've got my makeup in yeah, there and then you have all my girl things.
1: If you see a, someone who looks like they live in a share house, go to the bathroom with their tote bag. Yeah. Or check their bag on the way a tr- out. There is roll coming with yeah. them, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Burning Man culture right there. Yeah,
0: I did think Burning Man, barter culture.
1: If I'm going to put 40 bucks in your hand for a bagel and a coffee, I'm going to take a toilet roll.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a a little treat.
1: Yeah, exactly. Same thing about condiments. We've gone through this. Same thing as napkins. You just got to be willing to take the L on some things. And that's, you know... I'll keep coming back. It's like the same thing where like people would use Jim bean bottles as like a vase or like use it as decoration. <laughs> empty whiskey bottles. And I'm like, what's that theme?
0: Oh no, that's not just a sharehouse thing. I've noticed that in suburban households where they like to keep their empty alcohol bottles or, as almost trophies. It'll be like empty top shelf alcohol bottles as trophies. Yeah. Just to show that like one you had it once and then look how many we drink. Like I'm not part of this drinking culture anymore, but like there's a pride that comes with being that's able to drink that much.
1: Crazy like that. They- that is so ugly
0: it's kind of part of hoarding and maximalism it's not really where I'm trying to be right now but I have I have been a hoarder in the past I remember that like I've collected a lot of things and I still do it I just did a cleanse before I was like yeah, some of these books have got to go I don't know how I collected all of these
1: yeah I also wanted to talk about this is very niche but I feel like we can expand on it and make a lot of sense of it there's a certain like running path that's near our house and I won't dox us but it exists and it's real and we both go down it several times a week and yesterday you went down it and you said that an old lady came up to you and told you your torch on (laughs) your phone was on
0: it was so fucked because i had my head like airpods were in and i'm just like doing my thing i'm like you know when an old lady like approaches you she wasn't that old like she was just a retiree she could have been anywhere from 60 50 to 70 i don't know actually no what's the retiring age probably 60 plus Uh, she wasn't like this economy super old lady like are you okay like where is your family type old lady it was more oh like you know she's That's just so fucked up the way you that. <laughs> well, it's like there's different genres okay, old lady Damn. no it's like when an old lady approaches you like oh my... your immediate response is like oh, what man. could like she didn't just approach me because i had the airpods in she kind of tried to get my attention and then she like tapped me like physically to be like get my attention so i had to take she's the AirPod out opposite you or... she's walking towards me okay and i was like okay it must be an emergency she's like really needs to let me know something i was like is she lost does she need help
1: yeah you think you're about to be a good samaritan yeah
0: like i'm yeah. like well selena told me once that if you ever see old people on the street and they need help you never know that it might become your secret benefactor one day you might get ridden into the will and also you know the kindness out of your heart or whatever but like always good to help what out an old man well it depends on if the vibe is creepy but anyways the point is <laughs> sure she taps me and i'm like take the airpod out you know you got my nice voice on i'm like hi and no, she's no, like your not, torch I'm, is I'm, I'm, on witness. your torch is on and I was like, "Oh, thanks." Headphones in, torch off, and humiliation settles in. So she would see it. I don't know, dude. I was just like, "Why is your
1: phone facing forward?"
0: Because I'm looking at it.
1: You see, that's something you do, which is crazy. You look at your phone intently whilst you're moving.
0: It depends. Like if I'm that's
1: crazy behavior. Like what I'm if not you... going
0: to do that when I'm crossing a road or if I'm oh, like near traffic. You might. Like, I
1: feel like I've seen you do that. It
0: depends. I always it's gauge a, the situation.
1: That's a big cause of like road accidents is like people on their phones like just walking across streets I mean, I'm like, like
0: kind of like you know I'm bumping my depop items I'm like cr- kind of having a browse just checking my emails
1: dude bumping your depop items on the move is
0: I have ADHD scenes. I need to be doing multiple things at once or else I get like existential you're very much like talking neurotypical right now
1: were you put it up were you listening to anything yeah what were you listening to
0: I think I was listening to the Friday Night Lights podcast it's not only football whatever so anyways Torch, that happened Torch I was like on. oh gosh I mean
1: I think it's interesting to talk about this path because i've seen some absolute scenes on this path which i just think are worth noting as per in friday night lights i'm punting you the ball like a quarterback and i want your take on these things so first thing is i cross the road onto the path and then zips past me is like a 60 plus year old couple on a tandem bike tandeming
0: yeah you told me about that
1: and i was like this is really not it like tandem bike dad and daughter dad and son you know mother and son whatever i'm like i get it but like two fully grown adults on a tandem bike doesn't make any sense like what if you have to scale a hill
0: i'm giving it context here i feel like maybe they were going couples therapy and then they needed to have like some kind of group bonding experience and they need to learn to trust each other again they need to work as a team in unison and maybe the therapist had been like have you thought about a tandem bike and i feel like that could be a reasonable rational explanation for what you witnessed.
1: I mean, yeah. And then I saw another one. It zipped past like two minutes later. Older couples, like this tandem bike day or something.
0: Were they together, like in a group?
1: No, separate couples.
0: Another explanation could be, you know, in Byron, there's those like bike rental places. Or like when you go to like Santa Monica, Venice, whatever, you can rent a bike or, you know, think about lime scooters and bikes around, whatever. Maybe somewhere along this path, there is someone leasing out these tandem bikes and it's one of those situations where you're like, why not?
1: I mean, I'm already apprehensive but interested in like getting one of these lime bikes or lime scooters. It's kind of embarrassing.
0: I don't think it's embarrassing.
1: Every time I go to like cross that realm of like, I'm going to do this because I don't own a bike or I don't own any type of transport at all actually which is kind of crazy
0: it's similar to the running community there is a cycling community and like there's a certain aesthetic similar to the rock climbing or hiking community like there's certain like signals you know similar to people that love cars if you are a bike rider like not professional but like you're serious about it and Mm. it's part of your identity i think like your bike says a lot about you and therefore, so do your clothes, so do the shoes that you wear. Do you have a fire tag or a fucking crumple bag? Like, are you wearing Oakleys? It's not just a bike ride to these people. And I think to have a lime bike and be spotted around other cyclists, you're very much sending a message, which is, I am not the same. And I think there's also like a, a stigma. Point. There's a stigma with them because it either gives tourists
1: yeah, I'm a tourist bike rider. Yeah,
0: you're a tourist. I'm a tourist to, tourist
1: to bike riding and I'm a tourist yeah. to the or
0: place. Or you're a little shit. You're a degenerate. Yeah, like you're yeah. kind of like a little shit and you're going to go throw that in the Yarra afterwards type of energy. So it's like yeah. it, I don't think it aligns with yeah, your value on, system. on my
1: way to the Yarra. That's it. Maybe Lime needs to do an uber black model where it's like... Yeah,
0: like there needs to be a premium lime version.
1: Black, black Lime.
0: Yeah, because the green ones also have, like, they're a bit trashy looking. Oh, my
1: God. They should call it hard lime. (laughs) (laughs) Because the hard solo comes in a black can.
0: Hard rated lime. Hard lime. Lime rated. Lime Lime wire. It needs a rebrand. I think
1: making... Well, when I looked at them, I already had the app from, like, when I was in America. And I downloaded it again. I was like, all right, this is the first step to me doing... It's not super cheap like it's one dollar to unlock the bike like flat fee and then like one dollar every minute it's like if I'm on there for 20 minutes or something it's like not super cheap
0: I think it's one of those things like okay first of all aesthetics they need to sort that out second of all yeah they need a separate premium version for people that like aren't just using it functionally because they're tourists or they're a little shit I don't know I also feel like the scooters specifically outside of the bike so like I've already identified that like there's an identity issue with these bikes but the scooters are a separate category but when I actually think about a scooter like I love the idea of it in the way that it's convenient but like there are things that scooters say to me don't forget when they first entered the market it was the razor scooter and they were so lame it was almost like oh if you have a razor scooter that's like on the hierarchy of cool you've got a skateboard which is the coolest then under the skateboard oh I don't even know which is worse a penny board, a long board, or rollerblades, and then there was the whole roller skating trend. Right. And I would all almost right. like equally tie all of those as lame. All right,
1: let's pull this back for a second. So when <laughs> I grew up in Byron, I both had a long board and a razor scooter. So you just rinsed <laughs> the fuck out of me. And... Yeah,
0: like just oh, I'm being real. God. Wow,
1: you just said Harry, you fucking loser. Well, to be fair, it was my family friends long <laughs> boards?
0: are so lame. That was the
1: only type of skateboard I even learned how to ride. You know what
0: it is? I for so long wanted to skate and then i was too scared to get hurt and also i was like i had helicopter parents at that age like i wasn't allowed to do anything like they didn't want to get hurt I didn't get the opportunity to learn when I was younger and then as I got older I had a lot of friends that skated they were like I'll show you I'm like yeah I just want to be able to roll from A to B then I had the fear already about getting hurt so hey, now it's over
1: you're actually making me remember all these suppressed memories where I would zip around Byron on a longboard and on the back of the board had like a montage of Byron with like waves and like and actually I'm like, like
0: I'm cringing it's really pretty bad hard. but
1: I didn't buy it it was given but to me but
0: to be fair if you're ever going to use a longboard let it be by the beach like that's where they're yeah, acceptable yeah. socially acceptable in this places is my like
1: venice beach yeah device.
0: that's what i'm yeah. saying it's like venice beach and a long board go hand in hand like, yeah. it makes sense because it's like basically a surfboard with wheels i can get around that it's more socially acceptable than if you ever fucking tried to do that here, I would be laughing at you. No. As for a razor scooter. I feel like I was like nine though. When yeah, I but you're also a child. That's different. Like no. if you're a full so you're grown adult on a longboard. There's nothing sex appeal with longboard. That's just how I feel about it. And no. I would say that a lot of people would agree with me. Pennyboard. I thought were kind of cute. Cause they're so little. I did have one of those as a kid which I didn't want to get hurt. Also, my child it's like a mini skateboard, but like as a fully grown adult with a little penny board, lame, why is it so small? Like, what's the point? Just use your feet and walk, you know? You know, Razor Scooter kind of sits within the BMX world to me. That's like the extreme sports world. Like, they're just trashy. They have this connotation of teenage boys with their Razor Scooters. Yeah. And then the other side, which is even more lame than that, is the tech world with the scooters. Yeah. It's giving Silicon Valley Android version of an Apple Watch android version of airpods did
1: you mention casey neistat electric oh god and that's
0: what i mean casey neistat i love casey but like he is the example of why it's all so dorky like everything about that is dorky to me
1: yeah but this is the thing on this path i've seen so many different things you see how different people are like doing their thing and you're just like wow this is like revealing a lot
0: i would say it's similar to how i feel about working at a bar like i do like to push myself into environments where i'm like this is not my safe space in terms of like comfort ability in terms of seeing a mirror of yourself it's nice to be able to realize that the real world exists and like we are all different and that's okay but it's more about the I don't have to engage with you walking this path it's just a moment in time where we walk past you give the tadpole mouth smile and a little nod if you have to the eel mouth yeah parks and paths are great unifiers
1: yeah well I feel like I got a lot off my chest so it's time to leave
0: you know the tides are changing we're about to log off I'm sure we'll come back to report back on meredith and some of our summer vacation
1: there's still time christmas pods will exist
0: but anyways we'll speak to you soon